On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to The Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Saturday, November 20th. Ian Cameron, Jimmy Murphy, and we'll have Andrew McGinnis momentarily as well, ready for a massive Saturday uh, NHL card. Uh, We've got a ton of games, 12 games on tap on this Saturday. Uh, So let's get right to it. We'll start with a couple of afternoon games, the first one being the New Jersey Devils and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay, uh, minus 200, uh, home favorites here, five and a half the total. Uh, in this one, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning definitely playing some good hockey as of late. Uh, they have won seven of their last nine. They have not lost in regulation uh, during that span. Uh, they have definitely pl- uh, picked things up, played uh, Stanley Cup championship caliber hockey, which, of course, this team looking to win uh, a Stanley Cup for a third straight year. Uh, they knocked off the Flyers in a shootout 4-3, uh, really controlled that game. Uh, they fell behind early, but uh, kept stuck with it. Uh, and they ended up getting the uh, victory in that one. Uh, New Jersey's lost three in a row uh, against Boston, the Rangers, and the Panthers. Uh, They will look to bounce back here in this one against uh, Tampa Bay. We'll see if they are able to do that. We do have Tampa Bay here uh, returning uh, home from that road game against the Flyers, but Tampa Bay playing some really good hockey, and we're seeing the uh, Devils kind of uh, struggle a little bit Uh, In the last three games, offensively as well, uh, they've had some issues uh, in terms of a defensive play as well. They've given up four goals or more in three straight games. So uh, it's been a little bit of a struggle for Mackenzie Blackwood as well, who uh, ended up getting pulled uh, in the loss to Florida uh, the other night. And he has a 3.04 goals against and 923 save percentage so far on the season for uh, the New Jersey Devils. So he's kind of struggled to find his best game since returning from that stint uh, uh, away uh, stint away from the team and absent to begin the year uh, for Blackwood. So he's kind of struggled early on. Uh, this is a game I'm going to pass. I don't really have a strong opinion side or total uh, in this one, but uh, definitely Tampa Bay, uh, seven of their last nine they've won. They've definitely played good hockey of late. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Devils and Lightning. Yeah, I mean, look, Tampa's coming in playing, as you said, they're they're trending upwards and Jersey's trending downwards here. Uh, so I got two plays actually on this, Ian. I'm going to go with the uh, the first period over because you can get some really good value on this right now as well. And then I'm also going to look at a Jimmy Puck line here. Give me Tampa Bay minus one and a half. All right, Carolina, Los Angeles. We've got Carolina minus 160 uh, road favorites, five and a half being the total here uh, in this game. Uh, The Carolina Hurricanes uh, ending the uh, win streak for the uh, Anaheim Ducks on uh, Thursday night with a two to one victory uh, over uh, the Ducks. Uh, That's now three straight wins for Carolina after they lost at home to uh, Philadelphia. uh, Two to one before that, but uh, so far so good in terms of the start to this road trip. For the Carolina Hurricanes, we'll see if they can keep it rolling here uh, against the L.A. Kings, who have uh, now dropped two games in a row, uh, losing to Winnipeg 3-2, losing to uh, Washington uh, by a score uh, of 2 nothing. Uh, we'll see how it goes here for them. But uh, definitely uh, the Hurricanes, uh, they've won three straight head-to-head uh, against the Los Angeles Kings. And when you look at this Carolina team, Here's a goal score prop. I don't really love a side or total in this game. I certainly don't want to step in front of Carolina, but probably not going to lay a, a buck sixty with them here uh, in this game either. But there's a couple guys you want to look at here. Seth Jarvis for Carolina. You know, a rookie. Uh, he has not looked out of place whatsoever. He's getting the minutes, top line duty with Sebastian Ajo and Andre Svechnikov. Three goals in eight games. It's another one of these classic go- prop situations for yours truly, where. You all of a sudden get someone with that bump in uh, minutes elevated in the lineup. In this case with uh, Jarvis, he's going up to the top line. 
uh, for this uh, Carolina team. And boy, has he made an impact. You see what he's been able to do offensively. He's chipped in. He's contributed. It's been impressive to see. Uh, he scored in back-to-back -back games against Vegas and Anaheim uh, earlier this week. And, and that's always someone I target here. And down the list, you can get plus 400 anytime goal scorer for him in this game against the LA Kings. And you better believe I'm going to have a few bucks on that. Again, these are the kind of situations that just I love when betting uh, player props. The guy that's elevated, getting the more minutes, up the lineup, top line now. He's scored in back-to-back -back games, making an impact. Uh, and I think that's a good, not just good, a great value uh, player prop here. Seth Jarvis, Carolina, plus 400 here uh, to score a goal in this one. Jimmy, what are your thoughts here on this one, Canes and Kings? You know what, Ian? I'm going to hop on that with you. That's a great call by you. Uh, good kid. I, I heard a lot about him before the uh, the season started to keep an eye for him, and he's definitely delivered so far. So I'm going to jump on that as well. But I'm also going to jump on the under here, uh, and two unders, actually. I'm going to take a first period under and the under in the total. You look at these day games in L.A., guys, and the one thing that the Kings have going against them, though they have won some, some of them, but the one thing about the atmosphere is, Guys, it's beautiful still out in California right now. Nobody wants to sit inside the, the, the Staples Center and watch a hockey game when it's 80 degrees and then you got the Santa Monica Boulevard there. Come on. There's going to be nobody at this game. It's just a dull atmosphere, and that's why I don't like a lot of goals. It's, it's a hard mm. game for both teams to get up for. So give me those two unders, the first period under and the under five and a half. Yeah, uh, definitely interesting. Uh, that makes some sense because this is 1 p.m. Pacific local time uh, in Los Angeles where this game starts. So uh, you're right. It's not gotten to the point there where the, it's rarely ever gets to the point where the weather's uh, cold and uh, dreary and uh, frigid uh, in L.A., obviously. But, yeah, the point is well taken that, uh, yeah, there might be a, a little bit of a uh, sterile environment and atmosphere, if you will, uh, in uh, Staples Center. Uh, here today but uh yeah i think carolina is probably going to win the game i just don't love minus 160 uh in this spot yeah. here third game of the road trip uh when you look at what they've got as well uh coming up carolina we'll see they've got lots of games left they're gonna be on the road for a little bit still so uh they're definitely better than la but uh it's a fair price minus 160 you're not getting the bargain by any stretch uh, we got andrew mcginnis with us now andrew welcome in uh, thoughts on the two games taking place this afternoon uh, uh new jersey tampa bay and also carolina la uh, i like one over and i like one under uh and i like the under that you guys are on i think it's a great point by jimmy i think that uh just in general um as much as i've loved to look at carolina overs this year in general they've been a team that has scored um i think that we're going to start seeing things level out with with them but also with the la kings and that early start time, I take a lot into it. So I'm happy to hear you guys um, think the same. And uh, it is a really early start. I mean, it's not like a three o'clock start in Boston or a four o'clock start or, you know, something like that. It's, you know, 1 p.m. local time in L.A. And like Jimmy said, probably the last place anybody wants to do right now on a Saturday afternoon in L.A. is go to a hockey rink. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that we're going to see things slow down. I like the first period under. Um, I can't exactly explain why, but I think that I'll, I'll – I'll kind of I'll put it like this. Sometimes it takes that first big hit or first big goal to kind of open things up. And once the things open up, maybe we would maybe do see a bunch of goals. But I'll, I'll hope on the, the first period being low scoring. Um, but as far as the Tampa Bay game against New Jersey, I like the over in that game. You know, I see Tampa Bay. They, they've played some quality opponents recently, put up goals against them. New Jersey has given up some goals and uh, this could be just me, guys. But I've noticed that Tampa Bay has been one of those teams recently where they've kind of uh, uh, taken it lightly against some of the worst teams and played a lot better against some of the top tier teams. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Tampa let a few in tonight against New Jersey and we'll see some goals tonight. Also, yeah, also I have to mention this real quick. Coke and Niemi, everybody was ripping on the Canadians. I got to show my, we're doing nothing right on the ice. So I got to say this, this guy's getting paid 6.1 mil or something like that right now. Uh, let's check his stats. Let's check his numbers. Uh, how many goals and points he has in his last several games, because the troll job right now isn't looking too too quality uh, for the Hurricanes. And I, and I like KK, but I'm just saying, 6.1 mil, Jimmy, that's a lot of money for a guy right now. No, I mean, look, guys, I, I think he was – it was one of those drafts where it wasn't a great draft when he was drafted, and he was, I think, in another better draft. He's not ranked as high, and he's not getting picked where he was. And I, I just have always seen this guy as a second line, maybe definitely a third line guy, and I think the Canes overpaid for him. Yeah, and Rod Brindamore's treating him accordingly right now with the struggles. He's gone pointless in six games. Mm. Six games without a point. He had a season low, less than 10 minutes of ice time 
the other night. So uh, he's in the fourth line right now. That, that's what he is at this point in time. He's been dropped down. I bet the you line he's driving a nicer car line. than last year, though. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> hey, you're playing on the fourth line, but you're making a big shitload of money. Things are all right in Jesperi Kotkaniemi's uh, world right now for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Minnesota, Florida. Things are all right in Florida's world, even without Barkov the other night. Impressive win for them uh, against New Jersey, 4-1. to one. Now it's the second game, though, without Barkov. It's one thing for to show in the first game you can win without him. Can you bring that same... Uh, edge to you with you to the rink tonight against a better Minnesota team. That's the question. Uh, Florida minus 145, a uh, home favorite, six the total. Uh, we need to point this out. Florida hasn't lost at home yet this year. Uh, nine home wins to begin the year. No losses here on home ice. So uh, they have defended home ice very well. Very impressed with their game the other night against um, Minnesota. And it's the guys you expect to step up for them. Uh, that got the job done. You know, Jonathan Huberto, Duclair, Verhage, uh, Lusterinen. And look, by the way, keep an eye on him. I've mentioned him for goal scorer props. Lusterinen has stepped up for them, uh, scoring some goals lately for Florida. Uh, and look, they got four goals. Their offense, certainly the two games at home, uh, six and four, four goals against the Islanders and the Devils. You look at at home this year, Florida, uh, they've been, been done a great job uh, finding the back of the net. 4.878. Goals per game at home this year, 4.78 for the Florida Panthers in terms of goals scored at home this year. So they have definitely played uh, good hockey uh, here on home ice. We'll see if they can keep it going against the uh, Minnesota Wild, who are coming off a 7-2 drubbing over the Dallas Stars. They uh, bounced back from a disheartening 4-1 loss at home to San Jose the game before that. Uh, they played well as well uh, the last uh, eight games, 6-2. and two. Uh, in the last eight for Minnesota going into this game. Uh, I've been impressed with what we've seen from them. Um, I would lean over here. It's, I was disappointed it was six uh, across the board. Um, I was hoping for five and a half, didn't get it, but I'd still lean over. The series history has been very uh, over-friendly uh, between these two teams. The last eight meetings, we had six goals, 11, six, 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 eight, six, nine. Not wow. one game below six goals between these two teams in the last eight games. So it kind of feels like even if you bet six over the total here, push probably at the worst-case scenario if you buy into that. Last eight games, head-to-head, Wild and Panthers, not a single one below six goals. So uh, that would be the way I would go here is over the total. I'm not going to lay the price with Florida, but I'm not going against them with an unblemished home mark uh, either. So uh, the over is the way I would go here uh, in this one. Jimmy? Minnesota, Florida. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm I'm loving over, over, over in this. I'm gonna do a first period over and an over in this game right now. I don't have anything on the side because I think it could end up being a great game. I mean, Minnesota's a solid team, right? And these are two two teams that have had a good start to the season. So uh, give me that first period over and the total over. All right, good stuff. And again, Alexander Barkov. It's week to week for him uh, with the uh, lower body uh, injury. Uh, and uh, I like the attitude, though, for the uh, Panthers, you know, and they're they're saying all the right things is like, you know, our captain would want us to go out there and, and play our best and win every single game we can. So, you know, they're given that attitude that, hey, we're going to miss him. And obviously he does so much for us. Both ends of the ice wins key face offs as well, plays in all situations. But we want to show Barkov, you know, within the time that he's out that we can still uh, keep going, keep moving forward and winning games without him. And Good start in that regard uh, with the win against New Jersey the other night. Andrew, your thoughts here, Minnesota, Florida. Well, to be honest, guys, this is a spot where I kind of want to fade Florida, but the only problem is really is that they lost those, was it four games or five games in a row, Ian? Four, yeah, four games in a row. Um, four, yeah. Uh, four Do you really games. want to stop at one win, or a couple wins, I should say now, the Islanders and Devils back-to-back? Yeah, exactly. And like that's the, that's the problem is that like I, I've been saying recently with the NHL that a lot of times you have to look for a team that's, you know, when they're going to get on a run and you got to back them at the start of the run. You don't want to back them at the end of that run. And the question is right now, is Florida about to go on one? And I've always said that they're a deep team, and that's why they improved so much last year. You got, I think you talked uh, on yesterday's show, Ian, about Sam Bennett. I think you were, or at least on a couple of days ago. And what he's been able to contribute to the team. And a lot of times I'm someone that mentioned that kind of stuff as well. Third line players, even fourth line players kind of get some mention from me. Um, but I look at this Minnesota team and I look at that loss they had against San Jose and bouncing back with seven goals against Dallas. I'll tell you, 
I think that this Minnesota team is very up and down. Like they seem, but this year and last year, to have some troubles with their confidence. And when they get their confidence back, you don't want to mess with it. And I, I think that uh, the over might seem like a, like you said, a, an easy play to make based on the stats we've seen. But uh, I'm not going to shy away from it. And the fact of the matter is, I actually looked at the, I, I played the under in the Florida New Jersey game last time around, and the only reason why it went under. Uh, is because New Jersey didn't do anything themselves. So I feel like we will get something out of the wild um, in this game. And I might even hope that we see a low-scoring first period, you know, at least first 10 minutes, and then jump on an end game as well. Um, but I'll tell you, there's just something in my gut that that uh, that wants to back Terry's team. And maybe it's because it was his birthday yesterday. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I kind of like the wild, and I kind of like the price here. I, what, what is it? What's the live price now? Like, Plus, plus 125, plus 130. 130-ish, one, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like the wild, but I'm going to stick with the over for now. Uh, we'll see if I can get there with the side. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I kind of think Minnesota's, Minnesota's got a chance in this game, no question. But they're undefeated at home. I just don't want to step in front of that you know, until yeah. I see them lose uh, on home ice this year, Florida. All right, Nashville, Montreal. Nashville minus 125 road favorites, five and a half the total in this one. I haven't said this very often, but I'm saying it tonight. Give me Nashville uh, in this game. It's, it's done for Montreal. Like This is pathetic now. There's been game after game. We want some effort, some sign of life, some sign of a pulse. And that was just beyond bad the other night uh, against Pittsburgh, 6 nothing. I mean, I obviously they're down to Primo and uh, Montembeau uh, in net until Price gets back and with Jake Allen out. But still, I mean, to have that kind of effort, give up 43 shots in that game, get outshot by 19, I mean, just... Not good enough for Montreal. And Nashville has been playing good hockey. And, you know, even in the loss to Toronto, 3 nothing. you know, they kept that game close for a while, and Toronto needed a, a few late goals later in the game to put it away. UC Soros is on top of his game. He's been terrific this year. Uh, and you're only laying, what, a buck 25, buck 30 uh, with Nashville here? So, And they've been off since that game against Toronto, which was way back on Tuesday. So three, you don't usually get a three-day three break on the road but uh, Nashville's gotten that here uh, in this game uh, prior to this game tonight against Montreal. So uh, I'm on Nashville here, minus 125. Uh, only way I could bet the total is the under here. Montreal's having a tough time finding the back of the net. Uh, and uh, like I say, Soros has been good uh, in between the pipes. Um, you got to hope maybe Montreal digs in defensively here. Uh, you got to think, hopefully, you can after giving up six to Pittsburgh the other night. Uh, I don't love the goaltending by any stretch of the imagination for Montreal uh, right now, and it will be Montembeau in net tonight for them. Uh, but you just got to hope that after playing Pittsburgh, you see some focus on defense tonight for Montreal. So Nashville in the under uh, for me uh, in this one. Jimmy, your thoughts here? Preds, Habs. Jimmy Pass. There you go. Jimmy Pass for uh, uh, Jimmy Murphy in this one. Now, I have some Canadians fans, Andrew, and I don't know if you agree with them or not, but... Uh, they love the, the great run last year. They're not really that pissed off or angry mm -hmm. with what's happening right now. They're just, you know what? It is what it is. Maybe it's going to be one of those years you just regroup. You look at some young players. You give everybody in the organization a look, realizing that, you know, obviously you've dug yourself almost an impossible hole to get out of right now. And you just look toward next year, two years, three years from now, and they're content with that. Are you content or are you pissed off that Montreal's not been able to follow up that run to the Stanley Cup final so far this year? You know, I'll put it this way. I mean, I think that people, you know, look at the Mark Bergevin quotes right now. He's a little bit, he's obviously shocked. Like he's, he's, he's someone, one thing I like about Bergevin is that he doesn't really like, doesn't try and be like super, you know, politically correct as far as like sounding like a true professional. Like he is professional, but he kind of he just says what it is. He's like, yeah, I'm shocked right now, or like, I, I this guy needs to be played better and stuff like that. But I think the the fact of the matter is, people hate on the Canadians so much because they don't have that much flash, and that's why everyone called last year's run a fluke. But I think that Philip Deneau is 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 now thinking, you know. Wow, I really, I was a huge part of that team. He probably already knew that, but I think all kinds of fans, and I hate to be this guy because, like, I never say stuff like this, but people just don't care about anything besides the flashy stuff. It's why, like, so many fans of, of teams are delusional um, because they have such star players, you know? Why do you think that, you know, Dallas doesn't do well every year because, well, not, they, they do well, but they don't make that next step because they only have so many guys that can score the, score the puck. 
and this is the problem I think that um, is going on with the Canadians right now is that they eliminated I think some of that defensive stuff with Deneau and um, Eric Stahl even people hate on Eric Stahl but veteran presence someone that kind of knows the game IQ at least Corey Perry he was scoring those gritty goals for them and then take away Edmondson you know so I guess in reality, Ian, it's a different team. You know what I mean? Like if this was the exact same team this year, I'd, I'd actually be like really mad. But I'm still upset with how they're playing, and it's a shame to watch. Um, but I'll tell you the same thing I tell everybody, and I hope you guys can respect this. I watch every single game, and I sat there and watched that clock to, or that scoreboard turn six nothing Pittsburgh because I get the reason. To, to, you know, go up to Montreal and celebrate when they're winning. I know so many fans of Montreal, and I know both of you guys probably saw this, that just came out of the woodwork last year. Yeah, you know what? Oh, my uncle's a Habs fan, so I am right now too. No, 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 no. You don't get to just all of a sudden be a Habs fan when they're good. You know, I'm a Habs fan when they're losing 6 nothing to Pittsburgh, so I can be a Habs fan when they're in the Stanley Cup Finals, you know? But I think the team's different this year, Ian. That's That's my biggest thing, but... Yeah, I'm upset with their defensive play big time. There you go. And I assume you're passing on this game. I, you know what? I, well, I, it's a good little mini segue to myself. I actually like the over in this game. I actually, I've pretty much have been staying off Montreal sides. If I haven't been fading them, um, I think I've bet on them once and it won. And I kind of just took that as a token. Uh, but I like the over in this game. I think I've actually had a pretty good read on Canadians totals uh, and Based on some of the quotes I saw out of the last game, I, I'm not a huge quotes guy, as you know. I think some people that handicap take too much into to quotes, but it seems like it's going to be a kitchen sink type of game. If you can bet a shots on goal prop for some of these Habs players, I would do it. Um, but, I mean, right now it's hard, it's hard to really think that they're going to play a good defensive game, so give me the over. All right, liking the over here in this one. Soros, by the way, 2-0 against Montreal, three goals in the two starts. Uh, combined against Montreal. He's played well against Montreal. He's playing well right now overall. We'll see if Montreal can kickstart their offense. They got to kickstart everything. Defense stunk the other night. They got shut out. Obviously, they got to put the puck in the net too. So we'll see what Montreal brings to the table, the struggling Habs tonight. Uh, Pittsburgh and Toronto. We've got the uh, Leafs minus 155 to minus 160 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Penguins, of course, we just talked about it. They shut out Montreal 6 nothing. Hey, they found out they could actually win with Sidney Crosby. Wow, amazing. Uh, they actually struggled to win with him. And Jimmy and I made the call. Yeah. Crosby to score. And exactly, to yep. score a goal. And he scored the very first goal of that game. Great call indeed. Crosby to find the back of the net against Montreal. He did just that. So a much-needed win. Pittsburgh was kind of struggling before that, including the loss at home to Buffalo uh, earlier in the week. Uh, but they finally got uh, a victory under their belt with Crosby and most of their key players back. We'll see if they can keep it up here tonight against Toronto. I don't know if they will, though. This Leaf team is feeling it. They're, they're as locked in, guys, defensively with their team defense game from Jack Campbell, from the goalie out, as I've ever seen it uh, in the last few years. And that's given them the chance to win. They're, they've all talked about. I mean, all the, you know, Riley, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, they're comfortable in these lower scoring close games. They feel, hey, when we're in these games, we don't panic now. We can find ways to win them. We've got the confidence to do that. Uh, and um, this game, I think Toronto will find a way as well. I like the Leafs in regulation here. This is not, this is a game that I think Toronto's up for. They had one of their worst games of the year against Pittsburgh earlier this year, 7-1. to one. It was early in the year. Remember it was when the Leafs were kind of in shambles a little bit? They were kind of falling apart just for a little bit there early in the yeah. season. One of those losses was Pittsburgh, 7-1. to one. They didn't have anybody in the lineup that night. I mean, Crosby was out. It was a AHL type of lineup for the Pittsburgh Penguins that night. And the Leafs just, you know, it was just a cataclysmic display uh, of, of errors uh, in that game. Uh, against Pittsburgh uh, earlier this season, uh, seven to one loss. It was just a horrendous game on their part. Uh, I think the uh, part of, and the media in Toronto will remind them of that loss today. You know that's going to be the case, no question. And I think uh, different Toronto team now, though, with the way they've played. Uh, and look, Pittsburgh they beat up a Montreal team that's reeling right now. Let's not forget Pittsburgh was struggling before that win. So I think this is a leaf spot here. They're playing great hockey. They've got Campbell tonight, which means. Uh, they're probably going to play 
Joseph Wall, the backup goalie against the Islanders on the road tomorrow night. So uh, they got Campbell tonight. He's been lights out. They've been winning with him at home. Uh, he's been brilliant lately. The defense has been good. So I'm going to go with Toronto uh, in regulation here uh, in this one. Uh, a little dose of payback for uh, getting absolutely uh, annihilated in Pittsburgh earlier this season. So for me, it'll be Leafs in regulation at uh, minus 120, minus 115, minus 120 uh, in this game. Andrew, your thoughts, or Jimmy, we'll uh, go to you, Penguins and uh, Leafs. Yeah, it's a tough one on the side here. I mean, it, uh, the Penguins about to go on a little streak here. If they, you know, like, what does that Montreal win do for them there? I, you know, Montreal, as you said, not a great team, but is it the confidence builder they needed uh, to carry over? Oh, my God. Sorry, I distracted here. Liverpool just almost scored. Uh, you know, but I'm liking goals in this. I'm liking a lot of goals in this game, guys. So I'm going to go with the over in this, over five and a half. That's how you know it's a Saturday, Jimmy. I love it. Yes. That's how you know it's a Saturday. We've got college football, college basketball now, English Premier League. It's a, it's a great yep. day. Yeah, it's a great day. Yeah. Uh, no doubt. Hockey later on. Yep. CFL even, although the games mean nothing today now. Uh, but nevertheless, um, yeah, definitely lots going on here on a uh, Saturday. So, you know, your eyes are going all over the place. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the total's tricky. Um, you know, it's Pittsburgh, I, I could see that being high scoring. But the way the Leafs are playing right now, they've just been – uh, dragging everybody into the mud, uh, so to speak, into these two to one, two to nothing, three to nothing, two to one type of games. I mean, especially at home, you know, the last three home games, two, one, three, nothing, two, one low scoring, great defense. Campbell's been lights out. So uh, I could go either way with the total uh, in this one. Andrew, your thoughts, Penguins and Leafs. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think it's one of those interesting things where we've looked at this Maple Leafs team as an under team. They've played much better defensively. Campbell is top three, if not top two in a lot of the uh, goaltending stats right now across the NHL. And uh, you got to love that guy. You see him in post-game uh, interviews, uh, very humble, um, talks a lot just about the team effort, the defenseman in front of him. And I think some credit has to go towards the defenseman as well for the Maple Leafs because I've come on here, I think many people um, give them, you know, uh, lots of uh, flack for the kind of stuff we see out of them uh, some nights. But Sheldon Keefe and his team uh, and his coaching staff have definitely implemented some new tactics. There's there's no doubt in my mind. I told you that the other day I was reading a really interesting article um, about some things that they've changed, and it really seems to have worked. It seems like they're kind of, you know, letting the forwards do their thing and telling the, uh, the defensemen to just stay back. You know, last year, I remember during the playoffs against Montreal, Morgan Riley kept on joining the rush, jumping up and trying to play that fourth forward role. When you have as much talent that they do, you don't need these defensemen to get involved and jump into the rush. And that's what we've really seen out of them this season, at least over the past four or five games. And I feel like that's made a difference. But I'm on the exact same side as our man uh, Jimmy here. I think that we'll see lots of goals. And uh, it's been kind of rare to see um, you know, an absolute goal fest involving the Leafs this year. Um, but that revenge factor is huge, like you said. And I'm actually, you know, Jimmy, I'm like you. I I, uh, I I believe in momentum quite a bit. And I think that I don't care if it was, you know, against the Montreal Canadiens or not. I think that that, you know, you saw the puck going that a bunch. Your your captain got on the board for the first time this season. Uh, and now you're playing a quality team. So I'm just going to stay off the side in this game. But I feel like we'll see quite a few goals here. All right. Like in the over here. And I'm going to the bargain bin for goal score prop tonight. This guy has played at a ridiculously good level since the contract extension a few weeks ago. Morgan Riley of the Leafs. I'm talking about a defenseman, not a forward goal scorer prop, a defenseman. He scored two the other night uh, against the Rangers. He scored the game winner against Buffalo last Saturday. And I don't know what it is, and he's talked about it. He's jumping up in the play more. He's trying to shoot the puck more, look for you know opportunities to shoot the puck, be involved in the offense uh, when the puck's in the offensive zone. And, you know, the last three games, you know, he's had games where he's had no shots on goal, one shot on goal. The last three games, he's had four, five, and two shots on goal. Morgan Riley, that is. And, of course, he scored three goals uh, in the uh, last uh, three games combined as well. He's plus 500 to score a goal tonight. Bargain bin shopping for me right there. Morgan Riley, goal score prop tonight uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Hopefully I'm not too late to the party, but plus 500 with him, you know, shooting the puck a lot lately at that price. Sign me up. All right, the New York Islanders, they open, they christen a new crib, if you will. 
Uh, they open up the brand new building, UBS Arena, hosting the Calgary Flames. We've got pretty much even money, minus 110, minus 115 uh, with the Islanders as home favorites. Five and a half the total here uh, in this game. Now, there are some COVID-19 concerns here for the uh, New York Islanders uh, going into this game. Uh, Anders Lee entering COVID protocol. Josh Bailey entering COVID protocol. And obviously, Anders Lee, you'll miss him. But to be honest with you, you know, Anders Lee's had a little bit of a tepid start to the year. Four goals, no assists, only four points so far. But still miss him. He's their captain. Uh, Bailey uh, will be out as well. And, of course, Ryan Pollock, due to injury, out with a lower body injury. So, you know, I was ready full board to, you know, take the Islanders here. And I'm still going to take the Islanders. Don't get me wrong. I do like them here in this spot. I think even without Lee and Bailey and Pollock on the blue line, uh, they'll get the job done here against Calgary. Calgary's not playing on the road quite as well as they did earlier this year. Remember, they lost to Philly earlier this week. They are off a shutout win against Buffalo uh, in their last game. But uh, even without Lee and without Pollock and without Bailey, you know the Islanders are beyond excited, beyond enthused to be at home playing this first home game. Uh, and I expect them to bring a pretty strong game. So, yeah, you do get concerned. There's a couple key players out for the Islanders, but it's still a home run spot for them. And it's one I'm still going to back them in. So I like the Islanders here. Minus 110, minus 115. Jimmy, Flames, Islanders. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this the other night, right? The Islanders were a good uh, spot to bet against when they were in Florida. Well, now, even with those injuries, I'm with you, Ian. I think it's a great spot for them right now. And I'm actually going to go and take the Islanders on the regulation line in this. Uh, The Islanders to win in regulation. I like the value you can get there. Uh, I think they come out fired up and they pull off the win. Yeah, that's plus 135, plus 140. Uh, you're looking at here with the New York Islanders uh, in regulation for uh, Jimmy in this one. Andrew Calgary and the New York Islanders. Small play here on Calgary for me. Uh, I don't like to react Ooh. to COVID stuff, but uh, I am, I guess, a little bit. But I also am going to just stick to the theory. First game back at home. I know they've had plenty of rest. Um, you know, what we... we what happened with, uh, you know, there's there's teams like Seattle, there's teams like uh, Vegas, but there's also just teams in general. That first game at home doesn't just automatically mean a win. So we'll see. But I I, I will say this. I think that if they win the game, we're going to see some goals. I, I don't think it'll be. And, and despite those in, those guys being out uh, in the protocol, uh, I just I got a feeling it's going to be a sloppy game. I, I don't see a typical Islanders defensive game tonight. All right, uh, Boston, Philadelphia. We've got Boston minus 135, road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Bruins and Flyers, they played last month. Philly won six to three uh, against the uh, Boston Bruins. Uh, this will be their second meeting of the season. Boston, uh, they have not played uh, since uh, uh, very early in the week. Actually, it was last Sunday uh, that they last played Boston, a five to two win uh, against the Montreal Canadiens. And then, of course, they uh, lost to, or they beat Jersey on the Saturday a week ago. Uh, the day before that, five to two. Um, we've talked about this, and Jimmy has been beating this drum with the Bruins. They're an over team right now. They can still score. We've seen that on display. Not that same blue line that we trust to lock it down and shut opposing teams down, though, uh, like we've seen uh, in the past. We'll see if that carries over to this game tonight against Philly. Uh, Philly's one of those teams they were trending under in a, a bunch of games consecutively. Uh, but uh, the last two of the last three have gone over. They uh, lost 4-3 uh, in a shootout to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, the other night uh, in that game. So we'll see if the Flyers are capable of bouncing back here. You're going to give me, you're going to tell me Linus Allmark and Martin Jones are going to be in net, and that is the confirmed goalie matchup here. Allmark 3.01 goals against average, 903 save percentage. I'll be honest, uh, Martin Jones has been for the most part, better than I expected for the Flyers. Not the last time he was in net, though, against Dallas. Four goals on 30 shots in that 5-2 loss to Dallas the last time he was in net. So at a a 5.5, I could only look over the total here. Jimmy, Boston, Philly. Yeah, see, I'm worried, you know, just for what you mentioned there, the way Philly's been trending there, and then you you put in Jeremy Swayman, who's been playing some great hockey. So you kind of get a nice goalie stool here. I'm going to go the other way. I like the under in this game, guys. I like I like uh, just both goalies. With, Carter Hart's been- with Swayman? It's not Swayman tonight. It's Allmark. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Delmark tonight. You're right. My bad. My bad. Well, that changes things. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm Sorry telling about the that, Bruins guys. reporter what's yeah. going on here. That's a bad yeah. sign here. Right? Right? Today's not my day. Today's my day off. I'm not supposed to know this stuff. <laughs> um, that's good. No, that means you're having a good day off watching Liverpool. That that drastically changes things, guys, because Almark has been an absolute mess in my eyes, and he's just too – you know, he'll have some stretches within games where he's lights out and then he'll have stretches where he can't stop a beach ball. So give me the over in this. And also, I'm going to go with the Flyers in this, guys. Flyers on the money line uh, to win this game just because I don't like this long layoff for the Bruins. I don't like the form that the Bruins have been, been in. I know they won their last game, but again, that was against the Canadians. So uh, I like the Flyers to take this win. They played them well the last time. They played them well throughout the preseason. They seem to have the Bruins number. So Give me the Flyers to win this and give me the over. I'm with you on the side. I would only look Philadelphia from a side because they've been in this pattern, Philly. Loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Well, this is their spot to win, right? That's been the pattern. They win one, lose one for the last like eight or nine games for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. And uh, look, even in the losses, you know, they remember they beat Carolina. They hung in. There was a close game with Toronto. They beat Washington. They could have beat Pittsburgh in overtime. You know, they've been right in every single game for the most part, even in the games they've lost. They were up on Tampa Bay uh, before the Lightning came back and beat them in a shootout the other night. So I'm with you. I would only take the Flyers as a home dog here. It's it's I think it's a little. And plus, the usually the rest is a good thing. You haven't played in a week, but uh, yeah. I don't know. They had one, two in a row. And all of a sudden you're, you're you're not playing in six days. Does it throw off their momentum a little bit? The Bruins we will see. Andrew, what do you think here? Boston and Philly. I'm just celebrating with Jimmy real quick about uh, Liverpool. I do have them yeah. in a money line parlay. Yeah, so. Let me just tell you guys, too. The reason I was thinking Swayman, I think, is because I'm just looking at some tweets coming from the game day skate in Philly. And the one tweet, as I said, that was a picture of uh, Jeremy Swayman with the goalie coach, Bob Asensis. So I think it was just he was stuck in my head there. I apologize. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, you're allowed to you're allowed to mess up, man. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> uh and it's your day off, like you said. So yeah, exactly. I, haven't even, I haven't even cracked a drink yet. Maybe I need to crack a drink right now. It'd be different yeah. if you were heading to the game tonight. <laughs> That's uh, important to note. No work duties for the, the Bruins today for Jimmy. So he's allowed that to happen. Yeah. I when well, I saw that Liverpool and Notre Dame were playing during the day, I was just like, you know what? No way. I'm taking the day off. So you know what I mean, yeah. Jimmy? <laughs> Budweiser. But uh, never mind yeah. that Budweiser. Get some craft beer going. Get some better stuff going. Yeah. I always keep that stuff locked and loaded around the house. But uh, I'm on the over in this game. Uh, I expect some goals here. Um, I, I love when Jimmy tells me uh, negative things about a Bruins goaltender because they used to always be an under team for me. But lately, I've been getting some good words from Jimmy about backing overs, and I'll pick my spots for an under with them and. Uh, this would you guys call this a rivalry? I mean, I'd say this is sort of a rivalry. It's it's some it's one that's you know uh, definitely been out there for a little while, I think. And both these teams are, I, I'd say, relatively top heavy right now. So if the goal scorers come out to play, uh, we'll see it. You know, a five and a half looked like a low total here in this one. I think. Yeah, it's uh, definitely. Uh, it's yeah. It's one note, two guys. Just oh, go ahead, Ian. Oh, go ahead. No, it's all good. I was just saying one note, two. Craig Smith is coming back. Craig yeah. Smith back in the lineup for the Bruins today. Just uh, FYI. He was a great prop guy in the playoffs last year, yeah. Jimmy. I took him a lot for props last year, like points and stuff like that. Because yeah. Pasta and Marshy, some bad. of those guys are bad odds. Yeah, you know, I don't know what the injury is, guys. But one thing I've noticed, too, is if you watch him carefully, if you are watching that game tonight, like I was thinking of maybe doing him on a goal prop. You know, first game back, he's going to be pretty energized. But at the same time, the injury, I think it's somewhere – like in the rib area, because I've seen him, he's not able to wind up as much on his shot. And I think that's what's been nagging him there. It's something in that area there. And he's not, one of his greatest strengths is that quick shot coming down the wing. So something to keep an eye on there with Craig Smith. Uh, definitely something to keep an eye on for sure. He's been a vet, good veteran player, had some good years in Nashville you know, before he got to uh, Boston, but uh, definitely still a boost. It, it, you know, widens the lineup, deepens the lineup, I guess you could say for Bruce Cassidy with him back. So uh, definitely keep an eye on that. Uh, and yeah, Charlie Coyle's played better late. Charlie Coyle had a nice weekend last weekend offensively for the uh, Bruins. So there's someone to keep an eye on maybe for value, goal score, prop shots on goal. 
uh, those kind of props, maybe you look in that direction for sure. All right, before we get to our next game, let's talk DraftKings, uh, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. They have an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. It doesn't matter if it's a one-timer, a deflection, a breakaway. However they light the lamp, you win. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, they won't leave you empty-handed. You can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, we move on on the Saturday card. We got five games left, Detroit and Arizona. Uh, Detroit minus 150, road favorites, five and a half, the total in this one. So I would only look to the Detroit side here in this game. I'm debating how I want to bet it if I decide to bet it because I don't really want to lay minus 150 on the road. I might look in regulation here instead at plus 110 uh, with Detroit, but this is a little bit of a step down in class for them. I mean, it's been a tough road trip. They've lost all three games on it. Columbus, Dallas, Vegas, uh, but definitely a step down in class here against Arizona. We've talked incessantly this year that a lot of teams are going to look at Arizona as their bounce back, get right game uh, this year. Uh, this could be it here for Detroit. I know they've kind of struggled lately. Um, so I'll probably end up on Detroit and regulation for some kind of bet uh, here. Don't love it. Wedgwood's played good, and they're riding Wedgwood again. And he's going to be in net here. He's given them a chance to win uh, a lot of games lately that he's been in net for the Coyotes. But uh, I still think I would side with Detroit here. I mean, they don't want to go 0-4 on the road trip and have the last game be a loss to Arizona uh, on that road trip before they go home and play St. Louis uh, after this. So uh, for me, I would only look toward Detroit, and I think for better value, I would go in regulation here, plus 110. Uh, Jimmy, Red Wings, Coyotes. Yeah, this is a Jimmy pass for me, guys. No, no feel on this. No feel on this whatsoever. Andrew, like Detroit, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, Detroit, <laughs> Arizona, what do you think? I'll just say this. Yeah, you know, I think that a good point by Michael in, in the live chat here. Um, you know, I think that there's been one or two games where Arizona has gone to OT or a shootout and lost. And in general, I know people love to play the regulation, but don't be afraid to just tie Arizona into a parlay. I mean, some people that are old-fashioned bettors uh, love to slander on parlays, but that's only because these new age-level, like, same-game parlays with, you know, 10 teams. And it's all because social media's fault, because you see Bleacher Report tweeting out these, uh, you know, winners the guys are having for, like, 50K off, like, a $10 bet, and it makes everyone think that's going to happen to them. But there's nothing wrong with a two to three teamer. And if you add, if you really like one team tonight as your best bet, and I'll get to that at the end of the show for my best bet, why not throw in the team that's playing the Arizona Coyotes? That's kind of the way I look at it. Boost your odds a little bit. And, uh, you know, if they get a win, that's very rare. Do it again the next game. I know it sounds simple, but that's what I'll be doing to try and boost some odds. And I don't think you guys would really disagree with that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't disagree with that whatsoever. Uh, it makes sense. By the way, I knew this. I knew I saw something earlier this year where Detroit was in this same spot, winless on the road trip, but they played some good teams, uh, and then they ended the road trip with a win. And that did happen earlier this year. They lost to Toronto, Montreal, and Boston consecutively. The fourth game of that road trip, they beat Buffalo, and this is the same spot here. You know, three losses to start the road trip, fourth and final game. I think they can win it here. Uh, against Arizona. You don't want to go 0-4 on the trip. So uh, I definitely would look toward Detroit here. I actually, you know, uh, Arizona hasn't had a habit of going past regulation. So that's why I'm 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 okay with the regulation bet here. Uh, plus 115, uh, plus 110 in this one. Uh, St. Louis, Dallas. We've got Dallas minus 120. Uh, home favorites, five and a half the total here uh, in this game. Dallas Stars getting absolutely thumped by Minnesota uh, in their last game, 7-2. Uh, Blues off a 4-1 uh, win against San Jose. Uh, in their last game, uh, pretty impressive uh, uh, 
job by uh, St. Louis. Dallas, not so much, obviously. This has been a pretty low-scoring series history uh, between uh, these two teams. They're consistently as a different goaltender, it seems, in net uh, on a nightly basis uh, for the Dallas Stars. It's back to Jake Ottinger tonight. And look, I'm shocked he didn't play against uh, Minnesota because he played well uh, in the last start he got for the uh, Stars. And I'm shocked that Rick Bonus didn't go back to uh, starting him uh, after that because he played well in his season debut against the Red Wings in the 5-2 win, uh, 28 saves on 30 shots. Uh, and the fact they didn't start him against Minnesota was surprising to me. Uh, they're going to right the wrong here tonight and go back to the young kid. He's just their future. He's as much of a future number one goalie as they have on the in the organization right now, uh, Jake Ottinger. So we'll see if uh, Dallas can bounce back here. I'm not involved in this game, side or total. Uh, it's a pass for me. I do think Dallas does have a better chance, though, with this young kid in net. But am I laying a buck uh, 20 uh, with them here in this game? Uh, no, uh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Blues, Stars. Yeah, this is an interesting one right here. I, I, I mean, look, we were talking about last week, right? We we're so used to Dallas being an under team, and they've they've had a lot of overs there. Uh, the Blues have had some good overs as well. So I'm going with the over on this, guys. Give me that over. All right, liking the over here, five and a half at uh, even money uh, in this one. Uh, Andrew, St. Louis, Dallas. Blues money line, don't just like it, I love it. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. There you go. Don't just like it, love it. Uh, St. Louis here in this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Dallas, it's just uh, one step forward, two steps back. I mean, they had the nice couple wins. You know, they had the little bump from the players-only meeting, uh, got a couple wins out of it, and then reality set in again uh, against uh, Minnesota the other night, losing uh, 7-2. to So that kind of year so far. I will start. say this. I, I said I'd leave it at that, but I will say this. I always try and jump on teams at the start of a run, especially after they lose a couple in a row here. Sometimes you don't really want to step in front of a team after they're on when they're on a losing streak and try and back them. But once they get that one win, yep. you might go on a little run here, and I feel like that's the Blues. I don't think the Stars can match them goal for goal right now. Yeah, and actually a 5-3 and three decent road record this year uh, for the St. Louis Blues as well. Not so much for Dallas at home, so I understand what you are saying there, uh, like in St. Louis. Columbus and Vegas. We've got Vegas minus 150 uh, home favorites here, 5.5 being the total uh, in this game. It's another one of those situations you'll I find during the season, and uh, all of a sudden a team starts trending over the total every single game, and you just go with it. And that's what I'm doing here, Columbus-Vegas, uh, over 5.5, uh, seven straight overs for the Columbus Blue Jackets coming into this game. 4-3 uh, against Jersey, 5-4 Colorado, 4-2 with Colorado, 4-3 with Washington, 5-3 with the Rangers, 5-3 with Detroit, 5-4 with Arizona. I don't care who you are. You're giving up four goals to Arizona. That's a problem, you know, if you're Columbus. And uh, Merzlikens hasn't been as good lately either. Um, look, he's he was great early in the year, not so much uh, in, in recent starts uh, for the uh, Blue Jackets. We'll see if he's back in net. We have no uh, goalie confirmations yet. Uh, for this uh, Ed, for this um, Columbus-Vegas game. Uh, you'd expect Leonard to be in net for Vegas here, but uh, you look at the Golden Knights, uh, even with the injuries that they're dealing with, and man, there's a lot. Theodore, Carlson, Martinez, Marcheseau, Carrier, uh, all out of the lineup. Pacioretty still out, but still able to find the back of the net. They have scored three goals or more, this Vegas team now, uh, in four of their last five games. 5-2 win against Detroit in their last game. Um, that's where I'm going to go over the total. It's just, you know, ride it with Columbus. The defensive game has dropped off. They have definitely seen a decline in their play in their own zone lately with the way they've uh, played. And even Merzlikens and Nett has felt the effects of that team maybe not playing as well in front of them. So there we go. Columbus, Vegas, over five and a half for me. Jimmy, Blue Jackets, Golden Knights. I'm with you on that over. I'm going to jump on that as well, but I'm going to go with the the road team here in Vegas, guys, to pull off the upset. I just got a gut feeling about this one. Give me the Columbus Blue Jackets on the money line. All right. Like in Columbus here, plus 130 uh, in this one. And uh, to uh, get the uh, job done here against uh, still uh, a somewhat shorthanded uh, Golden Knights team. Andrew, any thoughts here at Columbus and Vegas? If I'm playing, I'm doing the same thing as Jimmy. But uh, as of right now, I've passed the game. All right, Chicago and Edmonton. We've got Edmonton minus 200 home favorites here. Six and a half, six, six and a half the total here uh, in this game. Um, be careful with the over here uh, in this game for one reason. Chicago's really, really played some better team defense since Derek King's been the head coach. And uh, that's the one thing that does concern me here. I know the game went over 
uh, against Seattle uh, in their last game, the 4-2 uh, victory on Wednesday night. But you needed an empty net goal uh, for that game to go over. And the other three games since the coaching change were all unders. So, no, they have played better. Uh, in terms of their team defense, the Blackhawks, uh, and it has definitely helped them out here uh, going into this game. Uh, it's going to be Kevin Lankinen uh, in net for the uh, Blackhawks uh, here tonight in this game uh, against the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Of course, they play Vancouver uh, tomorrow night. We'll see how this one goes. But uh, look, everybody knows I've been riding. Uh, the one game I didn't bet them was Arizona because they were you know minus 200 favorites. But I've been on Chicago in every game since the coaching change, including the Seattle win the other night as an underdog. I'm doing it. Give me Chicago plus 190 uh, here in this one uh, against Edmonton. Um, you look at the Oilers here. Uh, they're coming off a shootout win against Winnipeg. And all of a sudden, they're kind of like the Philadelphia Flyers of the West at the moment. Beat the Rangers in overtime, 6-5, lost the next game. Beat Boston, lost the next game. Beat St. Louis, lost the next game. So they've played a little bit more up and down lately, this Oilers team. Um, I'm liking Chicago here. Again, I like the team effort. I like the they're all singing the praises of Derek King. And that's not often you get that with the team in the first few days with the coaching change, especially when they're winning. Um, but this is a live dog to me. Edmonton and Stuart Skinner are not the kind of prop, and he will be a net tonight, by the way, Stuart Skinner for the Oilers. They're not the kind of team that I love in this kind of price range against a surging team that's playing their best hockey of the season right now. I think we have a live dog here, Chicago, plus 190. I'm on it. Riding the Blackhawks one more time. Uh, no qualms doing it, especially the price being offered. Jimmy, what do you think here, Oilers, Blackhawks? I'm with you on this, Ian. I, I love your philosophy here on this game, and um, I'm feeling an OT in this, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the Chicago Blackhawks on the money line in the first period, uh, to come out and take the lead and have the lead after one. And then I think Edmonton comes back. I think we end up knotted after 60 and we go to overtime. So give me the draw as well. Chicago first period and the draw. Chicago, uh, first period and the draw, uh, for, uh, Jimmy in this one. And, uh, you know, Lankinen's numbers on the year, 3.11891 save percent. I get it. They're not great, but. Uh, he hasn't had many starts for Chicago since the coaching change where they've really played better defensively, blue line out in front of their goalie. So we'll see. And they better be good tonight because, you know, Edmonton and Connor McDavid, we saw it the other night, can make you silly, look silly. He had another highlight real goal against Winnipeg here. And look, they have a great home record. I get it. But you're paying a price here for Edmonton, in my opinion. Andrew, what do you think here, Chicago-Edmonton? Well, I'll tell you, I can't wait to see McDavid on, uh, on uh, Olympic-size ice. That's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to see that Olympic team. Uh, that's going to be cool. Seeing what he's doing in open ice against, you know, uh, the NHL, uh, you know, just regular teams. I can't wait to see what he's like on the big ice. But uh, I'm on a different side. You know, I, I think all good things must come to an end. And uh, I wish Alex was here on the show today to hear what he had to say about this, obviously, uh, with his Hawks playing. But I think this is a really, you know, perfect moment to, to use that expression because, if you look at the teams that they played, um, the, the Black, Blackhawks, including the Coyotes, including the Sabres or the Red Wings, you know, you can look at all of these teams that they've played and the way that they've won their games. We're talking about a Kraken team that I was saying for weeks is overvalued, overrated, um, not as deep as I really think they are. And two goaltenders, not just one, that are not playing to the caliber that we expected out of them. So I'm on the regulation price here. Um, in favor of the Edmonton Oilers. I got it at minus 125. It has since gone up to minus 130, 33. But just, you know, this team, I think it's uh, 3.4 goals per game. Uh, that's what the Hawks are giving up. Uh, and we're seeing, um, you know, the Oilers at home are a completely different team. Lankinen versus Koskinen. I'll give that edge to Koskinen. Um, I can't argue. Like, Skinner I tonight. Skinner. No, oh yes, no yes, Skinner. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I forgot. But but, yeah. I, but I do understand the angle um, because you're riding a hot team and a team that's playing well. But I, I just I think that you look at the teams that they have played well against, and now it's a test to see if they're really a team that can get the job done. Because yeah. let's be honest, you know, you're going from a couple bottom feeders or a team like uh, Seattle that's slumped, and now you're going to Edmonton to play one of the best teams in the league at home. Yeah, it's 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 going to be tough. Uh, but uh, again, we're talking about plus one ninety. I love the price. And Darnell Nurse, by the way, is going to be missed by Edmonton too. That's a good point. Two to three weeks. Uh, you're talking about top pair defensemen uh, for this group. There's going to be some shuffling back there. 
uh, for Edmonton on the blue line. It means you're going to get have to see. We're going to see this Philip Broberg kid uh, who's been uh, called up and uh, a lot of potential. He's only 20 years old, a high amount of upside, great intellect, great skill and ability from a, the blue liner, but he still never played in an NHL game. He's going to get in there tonight. Not only that, he's playing on the second pair with CC. So it's going to be Russell Bouchard, Broberg uh, with CC and Keith with Barry. Uh, your blue line pairings tonight and Darnell nurse has played great. So uh, he will be missed for the Edmonton Oilers. Maybe they can win without him tonight, but uh, no moving forward uh, with the way Darnell nurse has played the last couple of years is a reason they paid him in the off season. He had a great year last year. I'm not just saying that because he's a Hamilton kid, uh, Darnell nurse. He's a good defenseman uh, and uh, he'll be missed here for the three weeks that he's expected to be out with that uh, finger injury uh, for uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, all right, next up final game uh, of this Saturday card, Washington, San Jose, do you know the way to San Jose? Washington, minus 120, uh, road favorites, six the total uh, in this one. Uh, the Capitals with the uh, win against L.A. Uh, the other night, uh, snapping, uh, uh, not snapping, a losing streak. They only won, lost the game against Anaheim, 3-2 in overtime, but bounced back, beat L.A. 2-0 uh, in their last game. You got San Jose uh, returning uh, home off a five-game road trip, uh, a road trip where they went two and three. Uh, they beat Calgary, lost to Winnipeg and Colorado, beat Minnesota, and then lost the final game uh, against St. Louis uh, the other night. So uh, I don't like San Jose in this spot. San Jose has routinely been bet against fodder for me uh, off, a off, a, off a road trip. Uh, for years, they've been bad in this kind of situation. And I remember they were in this spot last month. And of all teams, they were playing Andrews Montreal Canadiens coming off a road trip for their first home game. And they lost that game to obviously a Montreal team that hasn't won many hockey games this year. So not in this spot am I interested in backing San Jose. The question is for Washington, and why is this line so short on them uh, as road favorites? It's because of the injuries at the center ice position. Eller, Backstrom, Nick Dowd, Oshie's still out. So you're really depleted through uh, down the middle, but you still might be able to get past San Jose with uh, just in spite of that because they were able to beat L.A., you know, despite those injuries at the center ice position. So uh, for me, I would only look to the Capitals here, just not the spot that I like for San Jose. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Capitals, Sharks. Yeah, if I was going to do anything, I would lean towards the Capitals, but just with those injuries up the middle, it's too it's too suspect to me right now. I mean, that that is huge. And we know that's how teams win, is how deep they are up the middle and what they have between the pipes. So I'm going to pass in this game, guys. All right, Jimmy's going to pass here, Washington, San Jose. Uh, Andrew, Capitals host uh, against the Sharks. Yeah, Capitals team total over three and a half is where I've looked in this game. Uh, I like their offense recently, and I think that uh, this Sharks team's been very up and down. I've tried to pick my spots with going against them or even backing them, um, but I just expect them to be mediocre uh, defensively. And I think it might be a little bit of a contrarian pick here because uh, the injuries we have uh, for the Washington Capitals and the people that are out for them, um, but I think what's made this team great for many years isn't just the grade eight. It's uh, the supporting cast he has around them. So I feel like they'll uh, put some uh, pucks in the net tonight, and a lot of it will have to do with weak defense for San Jose. Yeah, and uh, another thing to keep in mind, too, about uh, San Jose is Aiden Hill's in net, and uh, the boogeyman here, Bob Bugner, keeps you know putting Aiden Hill in there when clearly James Reimer's been the better goalie lately. Uh, and he keeps giving Aiden Hill these opportunities. And uh, a couple starts ago, he was very good in net. And then the last time out, he was back to uh, struggling again. He gave up five goals uh, to the Avalanche, a 6-2 to two loss. So um, for some reason, he's just reluctant to just say, I'm going to go with the, the better goalie at the moment. And that's James Reimer. So he's going back to Aiden Hill tonight. I don't know if I agree with that decision. Uh, he's kind of struggled lately after that good start to the year. So you factor that into the equation and you add that to the mix. And yes, that's why, for me, uh, it's only looking toward Washington uh, in this game. All right, great stuff with Andrew and with Jimmy. That is the Saturday card. How about that? Uh, we got through all 12 games on the slate. Uh, hope you guys uh, enjoyed it, got some good analysis, good insight, and certainly uh, we wish everybody good luck with their bets on this massive Saturday NHL card. Uh, let's get to best bets to wrap up the show. Uh, Jimmy, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you like for best bet? I'm going to go with that first period over in the Panthers and Wild game. All right, there we go. First period over uh, one and a half, uh, Minnesota and Florida. Uh, that one is currently at, uh, let me just see here, over one and a half is around uh, minus one. Uh, where are we here? Okay, hold on. There we go. All right. 
we'll find it for some reason. My uh, screen is freezing on me, but uh, Minnesota, Florida, uh, over one and a half. Over? Yeah, Minnesota, yeah. Florida, over one and a half uh, in this one for Jimmy. Minus one thirty. There we go. Minnesota, Florida, over one and a half, minus one thirty. Uh, best bet for Jimmy Murphy. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, uh, best bet. Yeah, Oilers and regulation. Oilers and regulation minus one thirty is what I locked in. Um, I, I just I think the fun. The fun uh, comes to a halt for the Hawks for at least one game. All right. Like in Edmonton in regulation, uh, minus 130. Uh, best bet for uh, Andrew in this one against the uh, Blackhawks. Uh, best bet for me is uh, it's also in regulation. Toronto uh, in regulation here against uh, Pittsburgh. This one stuck out to me going back to uh, just uh, yesterday. Um, they lost 7-1 to Pittsburgh. They're playing outstanding hockey. Uh, you know, the media is going to remind them of how bad it was for them the last time they played this Penguins team. Yes, Pittsburgh snapped a little bit of a skid with a win against Montreal. It's going to be tough here tonight against Toronto. The surging Leafs team playing great at both ends of the ice, a complete game. Jack Campbell has been outstanding, and I still think he's a better goalie than Tristan Jari. Uh, Toronto in regulation uh, here in this one to get the job done at home. Revenge game. Uh, that was ugly the last time they played Pittsburgh. I think they turned the tables tonight. Toronto in regulation, minus 115. Uh, best bet for me on this Saturday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. We thank everybody for joining us. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, that definitely helps us out a lot. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week on YouTube, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the podcast for the Ice Guys when you can't watch the show live. For Jimmy Murphy and Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.